Hello and welcome to Cooking Your Way Through Life. Today's episode is Cooking Your Way Through Procrastination. And today's recipe is Southern Fried Stuffed Chicken Breast. Cooking Your Way Through Life is a podcast combining knowledge of the kitchen and applying it to real life situations. This podcast is all about understanding techniques to make things you already know even better. Topics from traveling on a budget, setting and achieving short and long-term goals, and of course, cooking. On today's episode, we're going to go over all the things we put off and procrastinate about and how we kind of stop that and change that path. Also, we're going to teach you how to make some southern fried chicken with a twist. We're going to stuff it with a great stuffing. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy Please welcome Chef Hollywood. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Cooking Your Way Through Life with me, Chef Hollywood. And before I get started on today's episode, I just want to say a special thank you to everyone who has listened, subscribed, told your family and friends about this. I know it sounds so cliche, but I never started this thinking that loads of people would listen. So the fact that people are listening is amazing and thank you guys. And I would love feedback or just if you want to reach out to me, just Go to my Instagram at ChefHollywood88. I know I said in my premiere episode, I really want to create a community. And that is really still a goal. I am still working on that YouTube channel, guys. It's coming. So if you're excited about that, then you'll get a full YouTube channel. By the end of the year, it will be dropping. And just want to create a community where I can talk to people and kind of just get on track with what people like. So There's that. Today, we're cooking our way through procrastination, though. And honestly speaking, I can tell you this because I feel like we're family now. I procrastinated and recording this episode. I normally record my episodes about four days before they drop. I drop on Wednesday. So I usually that means I do it like Saturday, no later than Sunday. And then if I need to to edit or do anything else to it, then I can just go ahead and do that like Monday or whatever, just so I can upload by Tuesday. Because I also drop my TikTok videos and my videos on social media platforms of me cooking. So you know what's coming the next day. So if you haven't seen those before, then you can follow me on social media to see those. It's kind of a preview of what you'll get on my YouTube channel. Uh, Of course, I do the longer version on there. But this week, I don't know what happened. I started recording on Saturday night and I just didn't finish. So this fits perfectly without even trying. We are procrastinating on the Cooking Way Through Procrastination Show. Now, today's recipe is actually some Southern Fried Chicken. And I thought about this because I got one of my good friends, Chef Lean, to be on an episode this season. So if you don't know her, then you will meet her later on in this season. And if you do know her, then you know that she is a chopped champion. That's right. Chopped on Food Network. And she is a personal chef to stars. And she's been a great personal chef for a long time. So me and her have been friends since we worked for this company called America's Test Kitchen. Little show that's on PBS and we worked on cruise ships and traveled the world. So we're really good friends. I really like working with her. We work together now doing a virtual cooking class. So if you don't know about virtual cooking, that means that one of us will be teaching you how to cook in your home online, which is a really cool concept that we think. And we've been doing that for about, I've been working with her on that for about 
two months now. This will be two months. And she's been doing it for a while. So I actually just partnered with her to work on that. So yeah, she helped me out with this one. And we just thought about it that fried chicken is something that cooks so fast and it's just simple and easy. But it's a procrastination meal because really that if you're brining or if you're soaking in buttermilk or doing anything else, it's like this long periods of time of waiting. So you kind of push it off and you are just like, I'm going to fry some chicken, but you know that it's only going to take you about five minutes. So you just, you're like, I'll just fry it later. Oh, I'll just do it later. Uh, and you keep pushing it off because it's one of those things. So, and if you're from the South, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And if you like chicken, then you also do too. So that's why we're pairing these two together. And I'm actually switching it up today. We're doing a Southern style stuffed chicken breast, which is going to have some mushrooms, some spinach, some onions, some cream cheese. So really just good filling. It's going to go inside of the chicken breast and then we're going to fry it. So it's a little bit more decadent than a regular Southern style chicken breast. And the first thing I want you to do is get all your ingredients out. So this is a pretty fairly super easy kind of thing to make. And really, the only difference between a lot of fried chicken recipes are going to be your seasonings, maybe the type of flour that you use. And if you add in things like cornstarch or other things into your flour. Other than that, a lot of different fried chicken recipes are pretty similar. What is different and how you can make your recipe a little bit different from other people is that you can do a brine. So you can brine your chicken. I know a lot of people only do brines when they're roasting or baking chicken, but you can actually brine chicken and fry it too. So you can do a brine. There's sweet tea brines. There's other, there's all different kind of brines you can find. Then you also can figure out the dredge that you're using. So the dredge when you're frying chicken is usually the way that you get your flour to stick to your chicken. Oh, sometimes people use eggs to do this. So you'll see egg washes and they'll go from the egg to the flour, back to the egg to the flour again. I've also seen and tasted chicken that's been dredged in some orange juice and done that. So all of these different nuances and things that you do make the chicken flavor a little bit different. So this is how you can also differentiate your chicken. That's why when people say fried chicken is very simple, but then you can't find chicken that reminds you of your childhood or reminds you of your grandma, whatever. Those are the things that kind of create those nuances that give you that give you those memories because it is a very simple dish. But since it is so simple, you can really change the out the outcome of the dish by just changing a couple of things. So. Today, we're going to do a stuffed fried chicken breast, and I'm going to use some buttermilk because the buttermilk, for me, gives me the best crunch and overall kind of texture that I like and the chicken itself. So let's go ahead and move on and get everything out that we need. So we need our spinach. We need onions. I'm using red onions. We need some mushrooms, a little bit of extra virgin olive oil some cream cheese, some Parmesan cheese, whole wedge if you can. If not, then some grated Parmesan is totally fine. And then, of course, you need your chicken breast and you also need enough oil to fry your chicken breast in. So I'm doing a kind of a deep fry here. I'd rather do that. Otherwise, I would do a cast iron skillet and cook it that way. But I would advise you to do either or. And that's just because these pieces of chicken are going to be pretty big once we stuff them. So to get a really even coat, 
if you use a shallow pan and you try to flip them over, then sometimes you get that middle section that's not as crispy and cooked. I don't want that to happen. So I'd rather deep fry or fry in a, a cast iron skillet because I know I can kind of fill it up a little bit more and it'd be a deep pan. So getting those together. The other things that we need will be our seasonings. So I'm going to use my special blend here. I just use an everyday blend of seasoning when it comes to certain things. Also, I'm adding in some fresh garlic into that mixture for my filling. And that's about it. Now, serving wise, most of the time you don't eat just fried chicken. So I would advise you to make this for some mashed potatoes, maybe even some rice or something that you can have like as a bed because you have a filling already, but you kind of want to use this to give yourself a complete meal. So we're just going to focus on the chicken today, but those are some ideas you can make for the entire meal. And when I do the full video, I'm going to do an entire meal so you can kind of see the full picture as well. So getting all that together, let's get a second skillet out for our filling. So we need to cook our filling down first. So I want to get the extra virgin olive oil in my skillet, just get the heat going and get the oil to the cook point. So this is before the smoke point. I know that a long time ago, people used to always tell you to go to the smoke point. This is an outdated rule. The smoke point is actually the point where your oil starts to burn. So we don't want it to really smoke. We want it to get right before that. So you want to pay attention to your oil and just check it, see is it, if it's moving across your skillet faster, giving you more shimmer off of the light. These are indications that your oil is ready. Then we can go in with our onions and our mushrooms. So while they're cooking down, you want to make sure we get everything else going and we're going to cut these down first. Then we're going to put our spinach in. You'll notice that the spinach is going to cook down and it's going to pretty much shrink in size by more than half because spinach cooks down a lot. So you can put about a cup of spinach in and when you're done cooking it, it looks about like a tablespoon. So this is just something to know. And after that, we'll cook that down and add it right back into the same bowl. You had your spinach in and that's where we have our cream cheese. So the cream cheese is in that bowl and we can shred our Parmesan in that bowl. We can add the garlic in while it's cooking. If you like garlic, if you don't, you don't have to add it in. But if you do want the garlic, you add it in when you put in your onions and mushrooms. So the garlic cooks down. Now we have our filling ready. We need to set it aside and I like to let it get room temp first and then pop it in the fridge for about 10 to 15 minutes. Now, this is because even though we're frying this chicken, of course, we know that chicken takes a while to fry. So it's not like frying shrimp where it's only going to take about two minutes to fry shrimp and it's done. Chicken is going to take a little bit longer to fry. And we have chicken breast. So depending on how thick our chicken breast is, it might take a little longer. You don't want your filling piping hot because it's just going to fall and kind of ooze right out. So we want it kind of be cold so we can pack it in. And then as that chicken cooks from the outside in, it slowly heats back up that filling. So that's the goal here. So we set that aside for a while. And while that's aside, we'll jump into the topic of the day, which is procrastination. So if you don't know what procrastinating is, then it's simply just the delaying of a purpose or when you put something off. So you're putting it off today to do it tomorrow, basically. And to paraphrase a really famous quote, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Meaning, if you know that you have things to do, all of us have lists, all of us have tasks we need to complete, all of us have things we want to do. 
if it is possible for you to do those tasks today, try, try, try to do them today. So don't put it off and just say, oh, I can do that tomorrow. That's totally fine. Oh, I can do that tomorrow. That's totally fine. Because they start to add up very fast, right? So one task turns into five tasks, which turns into 15 tasks, which turns into 20 tasks. The main reason I really want to talk about this topic on my first season of podcast is because of the climate that we're in right now in 2020. I feel like for me personally, not the only thing, but one of the few things that has been positive in this whole global pandemic for me and my personal life is that it forced me to kind of look at myself and say, dang. I need to finish some of these tasks that I've started so long ago. And I know that a lot of people have this where you might have thought, oh, you know what? I want to design some T-shirts or I want to do poetry or start back painting or, you know, like all these things where initially when you hear the phrase that the world is shut down, we need to stay in, in the house and stay home. You think I can't do anything. But in reality, a lot of the things that we put off are things we can totally do at home. And we just don't do them. And we'll sleep. We'll play video games. We'll watch TV. We will scroll on our smartphones for four hours. We will do anything and everything to avoid doing the task at hand. So we procrastinate. And I feel like I've started to at least alleviate some of the procrastination ideas that I've had on my list for a long time this year. And one of the procrastination things that I was doing was making this podcast. I kept saying I wanted to make a podcast. I kept saying I wanted to do it. A couple of my friends know because I kept telling them. And I thought of every excuse and any excuse to put it off. I won't have time to do it right now. Oh, I'm doing this and I blah, 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 blah. All these excuses, basically. And it just starts with you just starting. And as soon as you start, then you kind of get through the task. But it is something that is easy to do, which is why you have to, I feel, you have to, in the moment, stop yourself for a second and say, hold up, how many things do I have on my list? Because that's what I do. I try to keep less than five things on my list of my daily task at all times, because once it gets over that, I know that I'm overwhelming myself. And if you overwhelm yourself, Then you get in this funk where you don't want to do anything because it's basically like starting to clean your room from the center and you're just looking around like, where do I even start? It's it's that kind of haze that you're in when you overwhelm yourself. So you don't want to do that either. So I find it easier, (laughs) not easy, but easier to just look at the task at hand, take myself aside for a second and say, can I do this right now or do I honestly need to put this off for later? And if I can honestly put it off for later because I need to or it's better if I do, then I do. And you don't need to feel guilty for it. But if it's something that I can do right now, like just a simple task, because that's what really happens is that we put off simple tasks and those simple tasks start to add up. And then you have 25 simple tasks that would take you when you first put them off, maybe five minutes each. Then they're going to take you about a total of three hours because there's so many of those simple tasks put together. So that's really the key here. So, all right, that's the initial part of procrastination. Now, on the other side of it, I wanted to talk about today some of the ways that we can work on procrastinating. Hopefully, we can get to the other side of not procrastinating all the time. Now, I know that 
I'm asking for a lot if I say that I hope that no one procrastinates anymore. But as I just said at the beginning of this podcast, I procrastinated this week to record this podcast. So obviously, it's something that, you know, is not going to go away altogether. And I mean, we we definitely can strive to make it go away as much as possible. But it's just something that is going to be there because we can kind of justify things. Right. So my biggest problem and one of the, one of the things I want to kind of get out of is justifying why I'm putting things off. I would justify to make it sound so great to the point where I'm just like, well, obviously that's why I put it off because I was doing A, B, C, and D and that doesn't add up. Like I couldn't do F because I was already doing A, B, C, and D. Like it's no way I could do it. So obviously, and I really feel like it's one of those things where if you can justify it to the point where you can move it around, usually that's a red flag for you to know that you should not procrastinate. Because if you take so much time out of your day to justify with yourself, because it's an internal fight. I mean, unless you're one of those people that talk out loud, which I do, raising my hand right now. But not in this case. This is one of those things where I'm talking to myself in my head. I'm just like, well, I can totally do this later. Because, you know. So if you done that and you spent 15 minutes doing this, you could have just did the task. That's the whole point is like if you take longer trying to convince yourself not to do it, then it would have took to do the task. Just do the task. That's really what it is. And the idea is that we're not perfect, but we need to learn from the mistake. So after the first time you do that, you get another chance and you need to hold yourself accountable because only you know that you've been procrastinating unless you tell somebody. Nobody else knows. So you got to hold yourself accountable. And that's a big part, and it's a little scary, but you got to do it. So, yeah, we're going to get better. Got to do that. Now, in terms of different types of procrastination, I know that I was reading an article, I want to say about six years ago now. It was before I moved to Key West, Florida. So it would have been at least five years ago. I read this article because I was about to move to Alaska at the time. So I've actually almost moved to Alaska twice in my life. Um, So this one time I was going to move to Alaska after I worked the World Ski Championships with my good friends Ben and Ryan in 2015. So, yeah, five years ago because it's 2020. Dang, not that great at math. But, yeah, five years ago, I was going to move to Alaska after I did the World Ski Championships. But I didn't. I ended up moving to Florida. Long story. If you know me, you already know the story. If you don't. It's a good story. I'll tell you about it sometime. But (laughs) instead of moving to Alaska, I moved to Florida. And I was reading this article. And I just remember it because it hit home with me that there's different types of procrastinators. And I don't think there's any scientific names or anything. This is just an article they were talking about back in the day. And I was looking for it. And I couldn't find it. But I found something very similar to it. And it just was saying the four main types of procrastinators in the world are perfectionists, I've got the time, the bored procrastinator, and the anxious procrastinator. And I don't think anybody falls into one category. I think we kind of go through waves of choosing one of these four kind of subgenres to be in. And I find myself in the I've got time a lot. Like I will be the I've got time to do that. Oh, it's cool. I got time. 
Oh, it's cool. I've got time. I can do it later. That's my number one. Like, that's probably the number one one for me all the time. And I know that a lot of people right now probably fall into the bored category where if you're bored, you feel less motivated. And let's be real. Like, a lot of procrastination comes from lack of motivation. So, if you're motivated to do things, then you usually procrastinate less. But if you're not motivated, then you procrastinate more because you're just like, meh, I don't want to do it anyway. So it's totally fine. So in my opinion, I feel like if you figure out how or what makes you more motivated, that's the key to kind of getting out of the procrastination funk. Because you don't have to like put things off or do other things because you're just like, I'm motivated to do stuff today. And it's funny because I, a couple of my friends, we will talk about how productive our day was. And some days I wake up and I'm just like, today I'm going to be productive. And it sounds so crazy when you say it out loud, but it works. It really works because words have power, people. And you have to sometimes use your words to create the power that you want. So, look, sometimes you got to wake up and just be like, today I'm going to do two tasks and not feel bad about it. And then just commit to doing two tasks. Like, that's all. But I think a lot of times we kind of get into these, like, little paths of unmotivation and just kind of like blah moods. And that really hurts us in terms of putting things off. So, It also can make you be in the perfectionist category because perfectionists kind of make the reason why they procrastinate to the point of, well, I'm not doing it now because it won't be perfect. So that's that's why I feel like a lot of business owners or people that want to start new ventures do. They're just like, oh, I really want to start doing this, but it's not perfect right now. So I'm going to put it off. Even like people that want to have kids. I have friends. Um. They were talking about having a kid, but they were just like, we're not financially at any spot. We want yet. We're not here. We're not, you know, we're just going to wait till it's perfect. And I was just like, look, I'm not a parent, but I feel like it's never going to be perfect. So, you know, but that's, you know, that's me looking from the outside in. They could probably do the same thing with me about certain things. So, you know, with with my YouTube channel, I'm kind of right. I'm kind of on that level right now where I'm just like, I don't want to start it yet until it gets to the point where it's perfect, where I had to realize that it's never going to be perfect, but I just want to get to the point where it is where I want it to be. And when you get to that point on things, you can kind of take away the perfectionist side and just put the realness side into it. And then the last one, which is the anxious person or the anxious procrastinator. This one I have probably the least amount of experience in personally, but the anxious procrastinator are the ones that get really anxious and nervous about anything that's coming up. So instead of dealing with that issue, they just put it off. So it's the person that's just like, oh, okay, well, today I was supposed to go to the grocery store and get some new ingredients to start this recipe, but I, uh, you know, I just don't want to go because I, you know, people are there and, you know, what if I run into my ex and God forbid, like it's a car accident. Like, you know, it's like you're using your anxiety itself to push things off. So that's also bad because now you use your anxiety as a crutch and no one wants to do that because you already need to work through your anxiety, you know, personally and professionally working through that. 
But then you're using it as a reason why you're putting other things off. So that's another thing. I I probably do that the least amount, but I understand. and I know people that do that, too. So those four are the kind of the main four that most people kind of fall into. Like I said, it's not an exact science. And this is just an article that I read. that helped me. So hopefully it helps you. Now, before we dive more into procrastination, let's move back into our food today. So our filling should be cool enough now and we should be able to stuff our chicken breast. So the great thing about stuffing your chicken breast is that one, we can kind of give an extra amount of security that our chicken will not dry out. And this is because we're putting things inside of the chicken that has a good amount of fat. So this is our cream cheese, our Parmesan cheese. We also have some oil in there from the filling itself. So this will keep the chicken moist from the inside out. That's one. The other thing is that we are flavoring this chicken. A lot of times you get bland chicken. And bland chicken is the worst. You're just eating substance. I get it if you're a bodybuilder or you're just looking for protein. But for the majority of us who aren't, we're looking for flavor and we want flavor. So before we even put the stuffing in our chicken, we need to make some inserts. So you're kind of making a chicken pot, a chicken. I'm sorry. You're kind of making a chicken pocket here. I don't want to cut the chicken open all the way. Now, you can do this, but I find it harder to close the chicken back, especially if I'm deep frying it. So I try to just cut a like a pita pocket right in the corner of the thickest part of the chicken all the way down to the tip so I can stuff in the filling as much as possible. Now, with this, before I put the filling in, once again, making a stop, I'm going to season my chicken. Yes, that's right. So whatever season I'm using for my buttermilk and my flour, you heard me correctly. I'm also seasoning those two. I'm going to season my chicken with it first. So I'm going to season the inside where I've cut that slit and the outside. So after seasoning all of that, now I'm putting my filling into the chicken. And the second step for our chicken before we start to fry it is that we want it to soak in the buttermilk for a second. So when I say a second, it usually means about 30 minutes. So I like for it to soak in the buttermilk for about 30 minutes overnight if you have time. For me, this gives it a little bit more of that kind of tang and that crunch that I really like. I've tested it and tried it with just uh, put in buttermilk, put into the flour. And then I've tested and tried it with the 30 minutes to an hour in the buttermilk and then to the flour. And to me, it tastes different. If it doesn't taste different to you, then skip the step. Because this is your recipe that you're creating at home and you're eating this recipe. But I find that it tastes better that way. So I advise you at least try it and see if you like it better. So I'm going to leave this in my buttermilk for about 30 minutes. And then we're going to put it in the flour and we're going to go ahead and fry this chicken up. Now, while your buttermilk and while your chicken is in your buttermilk, you can go ahead and get your side dishes going. So this is the perfect time to put on some potatoes or if you want to do more vegetables, you can get some eggplant, zucchini and squash going right now or whatever you want to use as your side vegetables. You can go ahead and get those on now because as soon as this comes out and we start to fry them, then our chicken is not going to take that long at all. So we get all that together and we'll jump right back into procrastination for another second here before finishing our chicken. So another way that I found I stopped procrastinating so much is that I started to look at my future. So a lot of times 
I found that in my personal life, I procrastinated because of the simple fact that I wasn't thinking about the day ahead. I was just thinking about the now. And I've done this a couple of times where it affected me on a on a larger scale. You know, like I remember having a job offer and the job offer would have took me to New York. I was a little nervous because I've never really I went to New York as a kid. I was told. But, you know, when you've been told you went somewhere and you don't remember it, I don't count it. So my first trip to New York that I count was actually a couple years ago when I went by myself and I went to do an event for a client. I actually met up with Chef Lean and did her cooking show. She has a YouTube channel, um, Real Life Cooking with Chef Lean. And I did that show. I cooked for a client. I met up with my friend Chelsea. I just had a really good time. I went and saw one of my friends in a play, Damien, and Pennsylvania. It was like a really eventful trip. And so that was my first real experience in New York where I remember it. Now, if I would have had that experience before I got a job offer, I probably would have took it. But I didn't take it because it was before I had that experience of New York. Other than that experience, I just knew about New York, but I didn't know like how it was. And for me, I've moved so many places now that I I know that I like to check out a place before I actually go there at this point or this stage in my life. And since I hadn't checked it out before then, I kind of procrastinated on answering the job back. Now, what has hurt me was because if I would have at least expressed how I felt to the company, then I would have left the door open or I would have had a better chance at negotiating or talking about the position later on. Since I put it off so long, I put off replying so long. They withdrew their offer because I waited so long to reply. And I was procrastinating putting off the reply because I was just like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't really know, you know, why. And it really affected me in the sense of, damn, I, I just realized like I lost out on the opportunity and I hate losing out on opportunities. I'm more of a like most people think that all millennials are YOLO type people just like YOLO. I need to go to the club like you only live once. Like I got FOMO. Like I I, I don't want to not be out and my friends are out for me. I love my friends, love my family, love partying, love having a good time. But. Above all, I'm always just like an opportunity. Let me check that out. Because a lot of times you don't get opportunities like and you want to make sure that when you are offered opportunities, you kind of take advantage of them. So you never know when they're going to come back around. Now, I am a person that believes that what's meant for you is for you. But I also am a person that believes that I you can kind of mess up some blessings by blocking your own blessings. So I feel like in that sense, I might have blocked my own blessing. So you can look at it both ways, but I feel like, you know, in your heart when you kind of messed it up or when it just wasn't meant for you. You know what I mean? So in that sense, I felt like I blocked it. And that's why I felt like it it kind of affected me a little bit. Now, I say that because I do have a lot of friends that are not good at making decisions. So and I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you... I know some people that blame it on their zodiac signs. Some people blame it on all kinds of things. Like, but it's you. Like, it's you. If you're a person that is indecisive, it's you. You have the ability to decide. Now, indecisiveness is very close to procrastination because you're always putting off something 
waiting on some divine intervention to tell you what to do. Now, this is kind of bad sometimes and it does affect you because not making a decision is making a decision, which is what happened with me and my job in New York. And if you're already indecisive and then you're already procrastinating, you could be holding a double edged sword because you're getting cut both ways on this. You're putting off things to the point where you're not making a decision. So a decision is made for you. So basically when you're indecisive, you have to look at it like you're not living life. Life is living you. Like you're just waiting on life to tell you what to do because you're not deciding what you want to do. And then when you're procrastinating on top of that and putting things off, then you might lose out on things that could have came your way that now you can't go back and get. So I will say, if you know you're an indecisive person, I would try to work on procrastinating less because I feel like it will hinder you moving forward in life. And I say that because I used to be an indecisive person. Like growing up, I was pretty indecisive. And I I kind of realized I didn't put two and two together when I was younger. But what I did put together was every time I put off making a decision because I was not I couldn't decide the decision was made for me. And I didn't like that. I I think I'm too much of a control freak in my personal life to have the world or life make my decisions for me. We already have spaces and we already have so much so many things in the world that decide our fate or try to decide our fate. We don't need to help that. So yeah, if you are indecisive, just advise you to like try, try, try to be a little bit more decisive in general. Um, it's kind of mad annoying for your friends and family. I'm just putting it out there. Like it, it becomes kind of annoying people. Uh, <laughs> but on top of that, I'm just like, I just want you to be a little bit better because you know, that's our, I feel like that's, I feel like that's one of our things as humanity is to always help and push each other to be better because we're all in this together. So, yeah, there's my little piece of humanity for today. But on top of that, I just think thinking about your future. Yeah, it it helps. And if all else fails, just look at a day ahead. Like if I know that, okay, I'm doing an event tomorrow. And I need to do some bar stuff. So that means that I also need some lime juice and lemon juice and citrus juice, basically. Now, I could juice all the lemons and limes I already have on my counter tomorrow at the event. But if I did it today, it would set me up to be a little bit better tomorrow. Now, I love doing this in my life. And this is one of the tricks I use to make sure that I don't procrastinate as much. Anybody that's ever worked with me knows that I work smart. Like I try to work as smart as possible, meaning that I'm not that person that's just like, oh, it's going to be an eight hour day. OK, well, let's do eight hours. I'm that person that's just like, is it an eight hour day? OK, so does it have to be an eight hour day or is it an eight hour day because we're working slow? Like that's me. I'm just like, what else can I do? Now, sometimes you can't do this. You know, like sometimes it does not matter. I When I was doing cooking shows on on cruise ships, my show was 45 minutes. I had a script. I, I was on camera. I'm on, I'm on stage. There's no way for me to speed this show up. But what I could control was the prep. I could control the prep time. I can control the cleanup time. I can control other stuff. And with that, put in, even putting in my schedule. Now, you know, I could put my schedule in weekly and be in the office and everybody's way and everything. But I also could put my schedule in monthly because 
With a cruise ship, we're not going to go to a surprise destination unless something drastic happens. But if I'm cruising in the Mediterranean, the likelihood of us taking a short trip to Thailand is very, very unlikely. So I know that our ports are going to pretty much stay the same. Our sea day is going to stay the same and everything's going to be the same. So I can see that ahead of time. So I can put in all of my stuff. So I would take that one day out of the month and do my whole month. If I knew it was going to be very, very consistent, I do the whole contract, which is like four months for me. But that's just the type of person I am and I like to get ahead. So I think that helps me to not procrastinate as much because I like to be ahead. I like to be early for stuff. I like to be ahead on stuff. And I do that because I'm always thinking that anything can happen. So if anything can happen, I'd rather have time to fix it if something happens, then to be behind already. And being a personal chef, this really comes in handy because I'm cooking in your home. So you have to remember that if I'm cooking the same dinner for you and two of your friends, all three of you guys have different kitchens. All three of you guys have different setups and you store things in different places and you have different plates. You have all things that are different. So even if I'm cooking the same meal, I'm going to run into different roadblocks or just like different things in each of your kitchens that are going to be unique to your home. So I try to prep as much as possible before I get to your home so that I can set up, walk through what I'm doing and basically figure out how I can make it work with what you have. You see what I'm saying? So if I didn't do that and I just came to your house an hour before dinner and had to do everything there, it would probably not start on time. So it's one of those things where it helps me in my personal life and my professional life. So if that's something you can think you can adapt to, I would say definitely add that into your repertoire. Now, finishing up procrastination, we can move on to the end of our recipe here. So our chicken has been soaking in our buttermilk. We have our flour here and I season the buttermilk and the flour, of course, with the same season that I season my chicken with, just keeping it all consistent. The idea here is to have flavor, but the idea is not to confuse your palate with different flavors, if that makes sense. So you don't want to season your chicken with jerk spice and then season your buttermilk with a seafood kind of spice and then season your flour with a smoky kind of barbecue spice. Because having all of those different spices together might not be so appealing. Now, I don't know. It might work out. I actually might try it one day and see how it works. And I'll let you know. But in theory, I'm thinking in my head and there's no way that those three kind of things kind of work together. So you don't want to do that. So stay consistent. Now, I add all purpose flour and every now and then, it depends on what I'm making. I add a little cornstarch, too, because I like it to be a little bit more crispy. So a little cornstarch into my all purpose flour or AP flour. And then we're just going to go straight into our oil. Now, your oil should be about 350. This gives you a nice golden brown kind of exterior, which everyone loves. And then you want to turn your oven on. So depending on how big your chicken is, as I mentioned earlier, your chicken might be pretty thick. We don't want to undercook the interior of the chicken and overcook the exterior, meaning that we don't want to burn our really nice crust of the chicken by trying to get the inside done because it's very thick. So what we do is we want to fry into golden brown on the outside 
And then we had our oven on 350. And if our chicken is not at temp when it comes out of our deep fryer, then we're going to put it into the oven until we get to that temp that we want. Now, you put this on a wire rack, though, so that as the chicken heats up and that grease kind of falls off that came out of the deep fryer, it's not sitting in that grease and the air can flow under it so we can get a nice crispy exterior all the way around 360. So that's why you want to do that. So when the chicken comes out, we're going to put this in the oven just for about 10 minutes. I have my thermometer here just checking the thickest part of the chicken until it reaches 165. Remember when you're baking, though, and you take it out of the oven, it's going to continue to cook. So if you're a little worried and you're just like 165 is exactly what I need. So I want to go a little farther. Nope. Once you get to 165, you're totally good because as you take your chicken out of the oven, it's not going to instantly cool down. So it's going to continue to cook. So don't worry. Once you see 165, you are golden. No pun intended. So you have your golden crusted chicken breast here. And I just made some simple mashed potatoes with a little rosemary and caramelized onions. And I also have a sweet tea hot sauce. Now, I made this for brunches in the past couple of weeks. And I just kind of put some things together that Southern folks like. So sweet tea and hot sauce together. It gives you a little bit of a twang and sweetness from that sweet tea. But then it still has a heat from the hot sauce. And it's really good because it doesn't overpower the dish. So I'm going to add this on. And then for a little bit of color and some really nice kind of finishing touches, instead of just putting on regular herbs here, because I know a lot of times you'll see us as chefs and people on Instagram put parsley or cilantro on. You don't have to always do that. I actually am using some deep fried thyme today. So I just fried off some thyme. And when you fry it, it becomes very crispy. So your leaves become crispy. So I fry the whole stems and then I take off the leaves and I just pop it on the chicken. And the good thing is that by frying it, now the thyme is edible in a way that is appealing to you. And it looks really cool. So it still gives you that green, but it's not that overpowering green that's kind of weird looking like some parsley that came out of nowhere when you have no parsley in your dish. So this is something that is a little bit better. So yeah, just try to deep fry some herbs. Sage is really cool. Thyme is really cool doing this. Even tarragon. Some herbs that you don't normally use as much. Sage goes really well with chicken. So that would be a great addition to this. So just doing that. And then voila, you have your southern stuffed fried chicken breast on a bed of mashed potatoes with some sweet tea hot sauce. So on the ending note with procrastination, um, some tools that we talked about during this episode and some tools that I use and I think are really cool to have. Um, one is to look towards your future. As I mentioned earlier, if you think about what you want and what you want to what you want your life to look like in the future, you kind of don't want to put off so many things. Another thing is that if it's a goal that you're trying to achieve that you're procrastinating, kind of break it up into smaller parts. You know, sometimes your goal is so big and instead of not really wanting to achieve that goal or getting talked out of that, just break it down into how can you get to that goal? So break it down and do the smaller parts. Another is to visualize how you want your life to look and then try to put yourself in a position to get to that vision by not putting things off that get you there. And the last thing I would say is to reward yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. We all procrastinate. We all put things off. We're human. But 
when you have a list and you mark things off, like give yourself a reward, you know, like be happy with yourself and don't come down on yourself too hard. So just reward yourself in that way. And I think with those, you can kind of get on the other side of the procrastination monster because it is a monster. And if you let it grow, it gets out of hand. So I think that pretty much wraps up procrastination for the day. And hopefully you guys don't procrastinate too much this week. And I still got the podcast out on the correct day. So, you know, procrastination did not win because if it did win, you would be hearing this on Thursday and not Wednesday. But you can listen to it anytime. So I guess it doesn't really count. Huh? I guess I can't. Yeah. All right. So last but not least. But the last thing, last but not least, next week, I will be back with another episode of Cooking Way Through Life with another special co-host. And I will wait until next week because this guy is on the rise. He's already a bit dude in the industry, in the music industry, but he's on the rise right now. And no telling what's going to be going on when the episode comes out next week. So be on the lookout for that. And if you heard me talking about Chef Lean and me earlier with our virtual classes, our virtual cooking classes, please go to cheflean.com if you want to sign up for some. We have classes for everybody. She also does a kids camp where she cooks for kids. So you can sign your kids up to go. And we also offer private classes and group classes. So if you want a girl's night out, if you know you and your guy friends want to learn how to cook for your ladies, for anybody, you know, just hit us up. We can accommodate all of that. So check it out at cheflean.com. And as always, I will be back this Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Cooking Your Way Through Life with Chef Hollywood.